welcome to episode 48 of Sustainable Photography. Today, we're talking all about branding photography, and I've got American expat Jessica Hanlon with me to give us some insights. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Today, you'll get to meet American expat Jessica Handlin. Jessica Handlin is a portrait and branding photographer based in Stockholm in Sweden. She started her photography career when she moved to Sweden and had to learn how to navigate building a business abroad. But through lots of trial and error, Jessica learned how to start a business from scratch and how to find clients even when she didn't know a single person in her new city. Now you can find her speaking about personal branding and teaching entrepreneurs how to build their brand online with her DIY selfie photography course, which we'll talk about in this episode as well. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you and hear about your background. So let me know who you are and how you ended up as a branding photographer. Yeah. Okay. So it's a long story. So I hope I don't take up too much of your time here. With this no, part. go for it. <laughs> because it's a lot of things that you don't really see come together at a later time in your life. But basically, I'm an American and I live in Sweden. But prior to Sweden, I was living in Belgium. So in total, I've been out of the U.S. for 11 years. So when I moved to Belgium, it was for love. My husband is Swedish and he was living in Belgium. And it was there that I had to basically figure out my life in a new way because I was working as a graphic designer in America. And I also had quit being a graphic designer and open up my own clothing store. And I lived in Las Vegas. What? <laughs> yeah. So I'm one of these people that I think has always been an entrepreneur and I'm open to trying new things. So I'm kind of fearless in that way. That's just who I am. But when I was living in America, I was living in Chicago as a graphic designer and I was also designing jewelry. And that was something that I did on the side just for fun. And I was selling my jewelry in different shops in Chicago. And when I was working in Chicago, I got let go of my job. And then I basically was trying to figure out what do I do now? I went to school for graphic design. I love graphic design, but my heart's not fully in it. And I need to do something else. I mean, there's other things that were happening in the background of my life that kind of also was pushing me in different ways. But then my brother invited me back to Las Vegas and was like, hey, my friend is selling his clothing store do you want to come and take it over? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I don't know anything about a clothing <laughs> store. I don't know anything about business. I'm just going because I need a change in my life. And I just went with it. And I'm so glad that I did because I learned so much about business and getting visibility for the business. And this was back in 2008, nine, and it was only Facebook. So we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have TikTok, we didn't have anything. And it was there that I actually started taking self-portraits of myself in the actual space. And I was taking like photos of my jewelry that I was selling in the store and I was putting it on Facebook and really 
getting myself out there in my own little way that I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to figure it out. So when I met my husband, this was in Stockholm, basically my life got flipped upside down. We fell in love very fast and we were married very fast. And so basically I had to shut my store and I moved to Belgium. Now I'm cutting this down really (laughs) because if not, it's way too long. (laughs) So basically in Belgium, I was, what do I do now? I have my graphic design background. I have my portfolio of my work that I've done. I'm going to build a website and I'm going to put it online. So that's what I did. And I didn't speak French. So I was trying to take courses in French and, you know, do that stuff where you're kind of a newbie in a new country. And somebody contacted me and was like, Hey, I really love your wedding invitation. I want that exact same one. And I want it for this date. And I was like, what? Okay. And so I started to like figure out where do I get it printed and all this stuff because I had all my connections back in the US and I knew where to do things, but everything was so new to me. So I was kind of navigating this new world of being an entrepreneur, trying to learn how to do things. And so I created these wedding invitations for this woman and her fiance. And then they were like, do you also take wedding photos? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, I don't. But in the back of my head, I had always loved photography and I had been taking photos just for fun, like on my iPhone. And um, I was using a lot of this hipstamatic filtered stuff just for myself, like street photos. And I always loved people and faces. And so I was like, well, why not take pictures? I love photography, but I never believed in myself. I never believed that I could be a photographer. I thought I was never good enough. And I was like, who's even going to pay me? And like, can you even make a living off of this? You know? So I had a lot of blocks holding me back. So I just started taking pictures of friends and some family and it just started from there. And this is all in Belgium. And I never charged anybody for my photos. I just gave them away. I was practicing. And it was in Sweden when we moved to Sweden that I really started to build this business as a photographer. So when I moved to Sweden, I was 37 and I started very late. I feel like as a photographer, (laughs) I mean, 37 isn't very young to start as a photographer. Usually you start in your twenties and then you end up like burning out maybe in there. Maybe, but going from being a graphic designer to being a photographer, I know that's a pretty common transition to make. So I think that's one that's usually made later rather than starting off so early? Well, I have been taking photos since I was 12. My dream was to be a fashion photographer, actually. I always loved magazines and looking through J. Crew and like they always had these really cool lifestyle photos. And so I just didn't believe in it, that I could do it. And so when I moved to Sweden, my husband's cousin, she's the art director for this vegan hair company and they were doing a commercial. And she was like, hey, I know you take pictures and stuff. Do you think you'd want to be the behind the scenes photographer? And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. She's like, but we want to pay you. So you need to have a business number. And I was like, well, what's that? And how do I get it? Like, I don't even know what it is. I have an eight month old because when we moved to Sweden, I had an eight month old and almost three year old. And so I literally was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next because I just got here. I need to learn some Swedish. And so I was basically back to square one. And when I 
got this job, I was like, okay, cool. I did the job. It was so much fun being in this cool environment with the cameras and the people and the makeup artists. And just like getting to document the whole thing was really like, it was just fun. And I loved it. And I was like, Ooh, I really want to keep on doing this, but I don't know where to go from here because I've never ran a photography business. I don't really know anybody in Sweden really, other than my husband's cousin who gave me this opportunity. And so I really was very lost and I didn't have a portfolio of photography other than maternity or like family. So I kind of started there and I started taking pictures of maternity photos and kids. But then I started to realize, I don't know if I really love this. (laughs) And one, like that was one thing. And then the second one was I don't really like my style right now. I like this, but I don't think my pictures are good enough. So I started to really study why my pictures weren't good enough, to me at least. And I started to study other photographers and what was it that I loved about their work and how is it that I can get to that level of where they are. So I really like started taking workshops and I also somehow stumbled onto creative live like most people do with like Sue Bryce oh yes (laughs) and when I heard Sue Bryce speaking I was like oh my god who is this woman I need to know everything about her and so I started to like listen to everything that she had to say and I basically got what I needed from her and then I realized I am not Sue Bryce style I don't want to do this transformative photos like the way she does it So I got what I needed from her with the inspiration and learning how to build a business and trying to figure out what kind of products or things I want to offer people. And even like that self-belief part was really where like I needed Sue Bryce. She was kind of like this coach that you listen to and then they push you. And I'm that person that needs somebody who's a little bit more strict for me to like move forward. (laughs) So I really got a lot from her. And then I started to figure out what is my style? And so it took a long process. And I mean, I'm six years in and doing this, but there was a lot of things that it's like a mirror. So it shows you where you need to make shifts in your business and in your personal life to be able to run a business (laughs) because it's not easy. And in the beginning, you know, you're afraid to charge. You're afraid to ask for a certain amount of money And then when somebody says that's too expensive and you're like, well, that's not even that expensive. And you're like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Yeah, Am I not good enough? (laughs) Am I not good enough? But there's just so many different things that you have to work through. And I think that's why it's so important to have a coach or somebody to help you. Because if you're at that point in your business and you're not moving forward or you're not getting the result that you need, having somebody to walk you through that part is going to be essential. Even if they're not working with you, you know, with Sue Bryce, it's not like it's one-on-one coaching, but you hear her. She basically would tell you, what do you need to do? And then of course, you'll find your own way of doing things. You can take what you want and then figure it out from there. So I really had to figure it all out and it was not easy, but I think now I'm at a different level and different place in my business that I'm able to charge more than I ever thought I could. And I have, you know, for the amount of time that I'm working, I'm making decent and good money. I'm not working full time because I'm a mom and I don't do like shoots every single day, but I know how much I want to make. And I'm getting to that level of where I need to be for myself in terms of how much I want to make per month. But yeah, so that's kind of my background. And I've just 
been figuring it out the whole time and it's been a great journey so far. Yeah. I've met a lot of really interesting people and yeah. Cool. I also want to ask you what a sustainable business looks like to you because everyone has a different view on this. Everyone has a different perspective and I want to know yours. Yeah, definitely. Everybody has their own view of success for themselves and even just sustainability. For me, it's making my business work with my lifestyle. So making it work when I'm a mom. (laughs) So I did try out wedding photography, but I realized quickly that this doesn't work with my life. I don't want to be away every weekend photographing somebody's wedding when I'm on my own. It just didn't feel like it worked for me. So to be sustainable is to make your life and business work in a holistic way where you're not having to give up one thing. So for me, I started photographing headshots and business portraits, personal branding. And basically that worked for me because I could make my own hours. And I said, okay, if I'm going to work, it's going to be when my kids are at school. So from nine to four, I can do shoots and I don't work on the weekends and make it work that way. And to me, that was sustainable because my husband's very busy and he was like, well, if you're gone working on the weekends, I won't ever see you either. So like, then there's that guy asking, you know, Hey, I want some time with you too. So I was like, okay, how do I make this work? So it's really about making your lifestyle work together with your business and also working with people that you enjoy working with, you know, creating the kind of photography that you like instead of what do they want. If you are very good with certain things, Find a way to make it work with your life, your style. The most beautiful part about being a creative is that you have your own way of viewing the world. And there's so many different ways to capture portraits or business photos. So just working with what you have and what you are talented at, right? So to me, that's being sustainable. Mm, Yeah, that's a really good definition. And You actually touched on something that I think is really important. And that is that when you were doing something that you saw didn't really work with your life, you found a new way of doing it. You found something else that would make it work for you. And I think that's something that a lot of photographers should learn from because we get so stuck in like, this is what I'm doing. This is what everyone else does. This is how it should be. Instead of trying to actually change and shape our business into what works for us. And for me, I started off as a wedding photographer, even though I'm not married, I have no intention of getting married, but I just love the love stories of it. So I changed from doing weddings to elopements because that worked better for me. But if I weren't to do anything to do with weddings and elopements, which is what I'm good at, that's what I know. And branding photography, which is what you do, is probably what I would want to do because it just looks so exciting and it's more business related, which is something that I care a lot about. So I guess I want to talk to you more about branding photography and what that is and how it's different from just taking headshots. Yeah. So when I first started, I started taking headshots only and personal branding wasn't really that popular at the time. It was just starting to get big, but not in the same way. Well, at least in Sweden, it's a little bit slower. So in the U.S. started to be a little bit popular, but it wasn't that big yet. So this was back in 2000 and 
16. So I started with headshots and I was like, oh, I really like this. I like hearing about the stories of these different people that I'm meeting and really capturing who they are, letting them find a way to relax in front of the camera and just seeing the final outcome. So I was really enjoying that part. And then I started to realize that, yeah, people are going to start needing more and more branding photos because one, it wasn't a huge thing, like I said before, but I started to see the trend coming and I wanted to kind of get ahead of the game. I think one thing I'm really good at is kind of spotting trends and seeing things that happen. And I really was like, I should capitalize on this. And I didn't really know what I was doing in the beginning, but I was starting to kind of figure it out. And, you know, with each photo shoot, you learn from each session and what you can do to prepare somebody or help them feel like more comfortable or how do you tell the story better. And so with branding photography, I mean, it's showing more of the person and their element and who they are instead of a headshot. So the headshot, yeah, it's just the nice straight on photo, but there are different elements of each of us that make us unique. And we can use that strategically to put it on our websites to show people, hey, I'm a photographer, but maybe you want to show the space that you work in. Maybe it's the way you dress that attracts somebody to you. It's maybe the way you speak. So there's different ways to build your brand. And that's, you know, through photos and video, but the photos, you can use those to tell stories. And it's just a way to connect in a way with the other person on the other side of the computer or on the phone and build a connection with somebody. So maybe it's your brand values that you resonate with the person. I say, think about the people that you really like and who you are attracted to online, not sexually, but you know, Ooh, this person seems really interesting. I like what she has to say or what he has to say. And that's building your brand, right? So branding photography is that it's a way of building connection through imagery instead of a headshot that's just straight on is just cropped up of the neck or something. At least now you can show people a little bit more of your lifestyle and who you are. Come on over to Instagram and say hi. You'll find me at Ingevil Kolnes. That's I-N-G-V-I-L-D-K-O-L-N-E-S. And if you have any questions or if you're feeling alone and overwhelmed, just know that my inbox is always open. Is it the client that comes up with how they want to stage things? Or is that kind of like your job as the photographer to find that in them? Like, oh, we can do this or that. How does it work? Sometimes it's a mix. Some people know exactly what they want. And then there are those that are like, I'm clueless. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So there are different ways that when I'm working with my clients, one, they'll contact me and they'll tell me a little bit about their business. And like I said, sustainability, it's also like saying yes to the people who you think are going to be the right client for you. You have every right to say no to somebody as well. So I learned this the hard way. I've had clients where I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag, and you still go through it. It's kind of like the horror movie when you know you're going to get killed (laughs) if you walk through the door. It's the same thing. And I had to learn how to say no to certain people or pass them on to somebody else who I think maybe is better for them. So it's a little bit of getting to know each other too. So this is what branding is, is weeding out people as well. It's letting people say no to you who are like, yeah, you know, I just don't vibe with that person. So when I meet these people online or on the phone, 
we talk and then I can get a feeling if this is going to work or not. And then I'll continue and just say, hey, this is how we'll work together. We'll make a plan. So basically, if we go forward, we book the date and then we start planning the location. I also give them a workbook. It's a workbook that basically asks them to describe their business, their brand. And it has like tons of different questions that I ask them. So I can one, understand who they are and what they do, what makes them a little bit more unique. And then we book another call and we sit down and we talk about everything on there. So I get to know more. And then we plan that location because the location of your brand shoot, it's very important as well, because it's going to be a reflection of what your brand is as well. So if you work from home, I mean, maybe you want to have like a homely feeling and maybe your home isn't picturesque, so you can rent a place, you know, you can rent an Airbnb that's cute, but still gives that feeling of a home, right? It doesn't have to be exactly your home. I get it. Yeah. But if you work in corporate, of maybe you want like a corporate feeling. So there are co-working spaces that do have that kind of more like business looking background, you know, has books on the wall or there's different feelings. So in Sweden, we don't really have these cool spots like the U.S. does where they have places where they're styled already and you can just choose which room. I wish we had that. I was going to say like, I'm sure Stockholm has loads of those places, but okay. No, there's lots of co-working places, but I would take people to hotels in the beginning when I started, but now I'm finding that the hotels do not want people taking pictures. So now I'm having to figure out what's the new thing that I have to do. So you have to just kind of navigate your business and make it work. So basically we'll plan out the shoot. It takes about an hour just to go through everything. And then we talk about the clothing. What are they going to wear? And I refer people to stylists if they want one, because I don't do that part. And I also ask them to make a mood board because they have their own vision of ideas And I think that that's really important because some people are actually quite creative and they have really good taste. Sometimes you get these really amazing mood boards from people and you're like, wow, okay, this is going to be really cool. And then there are people who are like, I don't really know. And then you have to help them a little bit more. So it's just a mix of, it's kind of like, it's a teamwork thing because you can't just do it alone. So, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you said you don't do the styling. You don't do the setting up the props and putting things around or the personal styling? Yeah, we'll do that as well. So it just depends. So I ask them to bring anything to the location of wherever we're going to be, any props if they want to have them. Some people don't want props. They're like, that's not a part of my business. I don't even want to have like a coffee mug or I don't want the computer. I think it's too cliche. Like some people are really like, I want it to look like I'm in an editorial or something. So it just depends. And I think when I was doing branding a couple of years ago, I had this idea of what it had to be. But actually, it can be anything. It's just showing who you are. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. There's different kinds of branding photography styles. So maybe you have that light and airy look, or maybe you have a moody look. So yes, yeah, so you can take that with you. Because that's what I've been thinking. Like, it's hard especially for a photographer to choose another photographer to do their branding photos. Cause it's like, you have your style. How would that even work? Yeah. So I think I made an Instagram post about this a while ago. A good way to find a photographer for your brand shoot is to really know first, be really clear about what your brand is about and use those brand words 
that describe your business and your branding and find a photographer that matches that. So just because I'm a branding photographer doesn't mean that I'm the right branding photographer for you. So yeah, I want to help everybody, but I don't want to be the wrong person that doesn't deliver on something that they had in their head. Like, Ooh, I wanted something super moody or this, that. So really look at their style or your friend is a photographer, (laughs) you know, they just take pictures for fun. Well, do they understand branding? Do they know what kind of photos you should be creating? So it just depends. And what I love is that it's just another way of expressing who you are. So I used to think, yeah, it had to be you with your computer, but it doesn't have to be. It could be just portraits because now you can use typography and written word to like describe the image. So I urge anybody who wants to be a branding photographer to think about that. There is no right or wrong way to be a branding photographer. Just understand though, that you have to know what their business is about and what are their brand words and how do you express that? And how do you allow them to bring that out? So a lot of people who come to me, they like fashion and they like this kind of editorial style. And I do love photography that's kind of that fashion feel. Like I said before, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a fashion photographer. So I kind of tried to bring that element of fashion and branding together. So that's my style, but somebody else could have like a really moody style that's dark and full of shadows. And so it just depends on what's your vision and then find those clients that want that look. Yeah. Does that mean, because since you have such a clear vision or view of who you are and what you do, does that mean that people come from other places to work with you? Does it mean that you travel to work with them or do you have enough local clients to make it work? Yeah. So I have a lot of expats, uh, people from abroad (laughs) find me online, people outside of Sweden who are coming to Sweden for work or they find me. So I've worked with the Museum of Amsterdam. So they came and I've worked with them to capture photos for them. And I've had people traveling into Sweden who are like, I want photos just to have photos or like branding photos. So yeah, I work with people who are outside of Sweden, but then even in Sweden. So my website's in English. So most people who are looking up a photographer that don't speak Swedish, look me up in English. So I end up coming up and I'm pretty much one of the few that come up that are in English. So I think that helps me also stand out because of being an expat or somebody that's English speaking, but I don't travel. I mean, I will travel if I can, but I try like in my sustainability of my business (laughs) to work with my life. I try not to travel, but if it's something that I'm like, wow, I have to do this. I'm not going to say no, but I try not to do too much traveling for photos. Usually it's people coming to Sweden. Yeah. 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 Understood. Sounds like a good way to do it. Definitely. So what about photographers like ourselves? Why do we need branding photography? How can we use those photos? Why should we have them? Well, everybody, I think, does need branding photos if you have a business or you want to be a thought leader or somebody trying to build your business. Because, I mean, we can rely on our client work to get us more jobs. But usually when you put your own photos up of yourself, people are reacting to that more. 
than the actual images that we're sharing because they really do want to know who you are. There's a reason why, like, ooh, I want to know more about this person. It kind of like being a, like, you know, a celebrity, but you're not a celebrity, but <laughs> people do want to know who you are. And I've noticed, so for instance, when I was starting my business, I didn't have that much client work to put on my website. And it was the time when people were really using Instagram heavily to like build their business. And I started seeing influencers doing a lot of really cool shots and stuff. So I started to really practice taking my own photos of myself. So I was taking self-portraits and using that for my website, for my about me photo. And then I was also putting them on Instagram because I had come up with a lot of people being like, no, you can't use my photos online. And I started to get so frustrated because I was like, gosh, some of these are really good. And these are CEOs. I mean, this is going to help me build my business. And they're saying no, but they're using it for magazines. Like, why can't I, you know, I started to get really pissed off. And so I put a clause in my website. It was your photos will be used online. If you don't want them used online, you're going to have to pay extra for me to not use them. <laughs> so I was like, I put my foot down there. And then I was like, but I don't have enough to put on social media right now. So I'm just going to start putting photos of myself. And so I was taking self-portraits and using my storytelling with that. And I started to get people booking me just from using my own photos of myself, not of my clients, but of myself. <laughs> and so that's how I started building my business, my brand, getting more people to know about me. And so I think it is really important to have some photos of yourself. I know it's really hard if you don't like wanting to take your own photos or pay somebody, but I can definitely say that it does pay off if you feel like you're not getting enough clients right now and you don't have enough work to show use yourself, tell stories, talk about what drives you in your business or what do you love about taking these kind of photos or just build connection with somebody so they start to feel like they can resonate with you. And that worked really well for me. I don't do it as much anymore because I do have a lot of client work coming in and I'm not at that space anymore where I'm like, I have to look for clients, but I did at some point, I was completely lost. I had no idea where my next client was going to come from. I was like, okay, I didn't make that much money this month. What do I do now? And so you kind of have to find ways to be creative and bring in clients. You can't just sit there and wait for them. So social media has definitely been a great place for me to get bookings. Uh, people traveling into Sweden find me on social media as well. So yeah, now I have created a course like called Boss Up Your Selfie and it's basically a branding slash selfie course, but I created it for entrepreneurs because I realized that, yes, you can hire a brand photographer to take your photos, but some people don't want to look too perfect. This is what I realized. So you can have those really nice, perfect photos on your website, but you still need to show up somehow. And not everybody's a photographer, so nobody's expecting you to be like a perfect photographer, but I teach you how to use your brand and how to strategically know what your brand is about. And then also creating photos and content to get yourself seen so that you can get more clients. So I took what I learned as just my own path and turned it into a little course for entrepreneurs so that they can still feel like, yeah, I have my nice photos, but I can continue to show up 
imperfectly if I don't want to look too perfect, but still get good photos. So it doesn't feel like it's underlit, you know, because they don't know how to edit their photos. So I teach them how to do that. So that's kind of like how I built my business was with selfies. And I know it sounds silly. And some people like hate the word selfie and they're like, oh, but it's self-portrait. So if you don't like who you are, when you look in the mirror, the self-portrait is what I call phototherapy <laughs> because you learn to look at the picture and see what you don't like. Is it because you smile too big? For me, I hate my smile when I smile too much because I show gums, like I look like a horse. And I knew that. No, no, don't. (laughs) For real. I have pictures of myself when I was younger. I'd be like, my gosh, like how much more gum can I show? I mean, it's so bad. So I learned to practice my smile for myself, not for anybody else, but for me to feel more confident in front of the camera or in a photo when I'm with my friends. I learned to, it's not even controlling. It's just more like learning to take what you have and just mold it to be something a little bit more to what you like. There's nothing wrong with working on yourself. So it's just like working out. If you don't like the rolls on your belly and you want to have more tone, you work out, right? So it's the same thing. So when you take your own photos, you start to learn how does my body move? Oh, this is kind of cute when I do this with my shoulder or when I have my body tilted in a certain way, I look thinner. So you learn to work with your body type and you are the master of yourself, right? You know how to control that image that you want out there. Because sometimes I see in private groups, oh, I hate my pictures and I don't want that shared online. So take it down. But it's really just learning to perfect who you are visually. And it is a part of personal branding. If you don't like what you are putting out there, you can always adjust it because you are the one in control. Instead of letting others say what you are, you get to change it. So yeah, through self-portraits, it's phototherapy. It's therapy showing you how to feel more confident in front of the camera and actually learning to like yourself, learning to like what you see being reflected back at you. And then how can you make it better? Is it with through better lighting? When I'm in dark light, all of my baggy under eyes. I have bags under my eyes all the time. So if I'm in the dark space, it's going to show up more. So if I get my more even light, I'm going to look a little bit more fresh. So it's just learning to work with the lighting and working with yourself and angles and posing and all that stuff. So yeah. (laughs) Cool. Sounds like a good course you made. But yeah, I do think it's important. And I do see that a lot of photographers are so caught up in that whole, oh, I need to go out and take more photos for my portfolio. I need to build my portfolio. I need more photos for social media. So I need to go out and do more model calls. But I always try to say, try to use more photos of you and your life and start there instead of just always thinking that you need to go out and do more because people book their photographers based on personality to a big extent. So it's important not to underestimate photos of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I think that's super important. I mean, we have to get over our own egos, which is not easy. Trust me, I struggle with this sometimes too. I am not a know-it-all. I struggle with this sometimes. And we just have to learn to work with what is working. And you don't have to have this huge social media following. You just need to put out information that maybe somebody needs to see. And then hopefully they resonate with it and they say, Hey, I really love your message here. When can I book a shoot? 
I have a photo that I shot of myself and I'm literally in a red top. I'm in my underwear. Okay. But it doesn't look like I'm completely in my underwear, but the way I'm sitting and stuff. And it's, I think me with my eyes closed or something, I don't know. I had a message though. And it was basically talking about self-love and self-care and really just accepting yourself for all your flaws. It was around like Valentine's Day sometimes. And that post got me a booking just from the messaging. And it was a picture of me. So it doesn't have to only be the client photos that get you the job. Yes, that might be part of it, but people want to feel like they can trust you to be the person that they are being vulnerable in front of, you know, in front of the camera, it's very vulnerable. So they need to trust you. It's a very intimidating thing to sit in front of the camera. So if you don't build that trust with that person who is looking for the right photographer, they may never book a shoot with anybody. So really just putting yourself out there and share what you think, not what somebody else says that you should be thinking, but your own ideas. I mean, Jenna Kutcher, she's being vulnerable all the time. And look at her, like people love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people can relate. That's important to remember that people want to feel like they're not alone and feeling the way that they do and being the way that they are. So if you dare to show up, then of course, someone else can as well. Yeah. As a photographer, there is so much you need to figure out that has nothing to do with your camera or taking photos. So sign up for the waitlist for my signature program, the Sustainable Photography Program, and learn everything you need to know. You'll find the link in the show notes. It opens again this fall, so you don't want to miss out. So there's no doubt that we all need branding photos done now. But what if someone is curious about being a branding photographer? What can they do? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, definitely. First, if you don't have a portfolio at all, like there's no client work with that, find maybe some people that you could do an exchange with. Maybe not tell them it's free, but just say, hey, I like your business and I think we'd be a good match to work together. Could we exchange some services? I give you 10 photos if we can do some photos together. I don't know what the other person would offer or you know, maybe you can just tag me in your photos and it's valued at this much because the moment that they don't have a value, they're just going to be like, it's free. So make it work for both of you and make sure that there's a, an equal exchange of value. I've done free photo shoots for people when I knew that it would help my portfolio and it would get me the next job. So I've definitely done the free stuff and you just have to make sure that they understand what they're going to get. And if they want more photos, put a price on it. Yeah. And don't post it all over social media that you're wanting to do this thing for free. No, because, no. Yeah, definitely don't, don't do that. No, just find the person online and then message them, uh, DM them. Or maybe you know somebody and they need some updated headshots. You can start there and then say, hey, would you like to do some branding photos? And then practice leading them through the process because the whole process, it's not like you just show up for a brand shoot. There's a whole process in the in-between understanding their business. If you don't understand their business, you can't produce anything for them. Start there and go network, go meet people. I did one year where I was like, this is the year I'm only going to network. I'm going to go to every networking event and I'm going to meet as many people as I can because 
when you know more people, more people will refer you, more people will be interested in what you have to offer. And that's a great way to just start building your personal brand locally, right? So you can find networking groups or anything really. So I would suggest doing that. Take some online courses where you learn branding photography. I've done that. Even though I already knew about branding photography, I still wanted to see what other people's perspectives were on branding photography because my way isn't the only way. And maybe they bring some more information to the table that I didn't know before, like systems. So I took some, I think it took two brand courses, two girls in the US. And it was really interesting to see how they do things. So I definitely believe in online education. I've learned so much from so many people. I think I also went through one year where I was like, I'm just going to learn everything I can. And I took so many courses, but I was so thirsty. I wanted to make it work because I knew that I didn't have anything else to go back to. I didn't want to be a graphic designer ever again. Like I still do my own design work, like within my photography stuff, but I just knew that it wasn't for me. And now that I'm doing this business as a photographer, I'm like, I love it and I'm enjoying it. And maybe at some point I'll move out of it. But if I do, it will be maybe not graphic design, but like more branding and strategy or something. Because when you start to learn about personal branding, it's just natural to know about this stuff. And, you know, speaking of sustainability as well, is like, for me, I realized in the beginning, I was like, I have to be on social media all the time. I have to post every day and this and this and that. And I was like, I am going crazy having to do this. So how can I build my business in a way where I'm found in multiple places and I don't have to always be online. You know, I'm a mom. I, I get interrupted <laughs> all the time, like trying to create a reel every day. I mean, it takes time. It does, yeah. And then when it doesn't load and then you didn't save it, you're like, I just wasted 45 minutes making a reel. So I was like, okay, being on social media every single day and posting every day or something like that, it's not sustainable for my mental health. So work on your SEO, put your stuff somewhere on YouTube, put it on Pinterest, but be in multiple places and try to figure out what works for you. Because there's everybody's like, oh, you have to post every day or you got to show up in your private Facebook group. I'm one person. I can't do everything. I want to. I want to show up all the time for everybody, but I just can't. So I want to, but I have to also live a personal life (laughs) and catch up on editing. So sometimes my lifestyle is kind of boring. I'm like sitting behind the computer screen, editing photos. Yes, I do need to outsource. I've mentioned this before, but I find that like, (laughs) I have my own way, like my own process of when I take my pictures, it's not always exactly the final outcome. So I have my own way of editing. And so it's hard to teach somebody that part that's the next sustainable part of my business that I really need to focus on, but it's all a journey and it's always something that you're going to be learning, right? You're going to learn something new every time and work on something to move your business forward. So it's not like this doesn't all happen overnight. It's always a like ongoing project. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have to just allow yourself to let it be a process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about branding photography, and I can see that you're really passionate about it, but what is it about it that makes you choose that? Yeah. 
it felt very natural for me to get into this because when I was working as a graphic designer, I loved logos. I loved creating logos for people. And to come up with a logo for somebody, it's kind of like branding. You have to understand what the business is about. So kind of already had that background. And I guess I also really love seeing people's businesses transform. So when you see their website or where it is, and then when they update the photos or they hire a designer to like upgrade everything, it's so big of a transformation. But also you're helping somebody to build their business and their dream. And I'm really passionate about other females getting their businesses out there and making their own life work for them. Because I was there once where I lost, didn't know what I was doing. I was a mom and my husband was giving me money. I didn't have any money saved. I felt a lot of shame around that. And I was like, gosh, like I don't have a retirement now. I'm an independent. And I felt like so lack of control of my own life that I was like, I've got to take control. Nobody else is going to do this for me. And so for me, helping female entrepreneurs to take care of themselves, to keep their businesses thriving is like what gets me going because I want to know that they can take care of themselves too. Because really in the end, the only person that can take care of ourselves is us. And now like my life is so much different, but in the beginning I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so broke. I have nothing. My husband would be like, you're not broke. You don't have anything. You have me. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And I feel nice. Thanks for taking care of me. But I need to do this for me. I need to be able to know that in my bank account that I have money. Not because you gave me this amount, because that's where I, I'm capped. <laughs> and it's not like it's that much. And I'm like, I'll never save enough to make like a retirement with this. So I was like, I have to take matters into my own hands. I can't live like this for myself. And so if there's anybody out there like that, in the same position, you can make your own path. You can make the decision to change and takes baby steps. I mean, I'm six years in, but six years ago, I had no money, literally no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting money for my husband, which is nice, but it's totally different now. And I don't feel like I'm worrying about money. And I know that I can bring it in whenever I want to as well, because you can craft really like interesting products and sell things. And there's not one product that you should be selling. You should have multiple streams of income, like different things. But, you know, I didn't know any of this when I started, but through my education online and hearing other entrepreneurs, I started to really think like, oh my gosh, okay, that's a good point. I need to have other streams of income, not just my photography business. How do I invest my money now that I have it? Do I want to keep it all in the bank? <laughs> you know, things like that. So these are all things that I didn't even know about. I was so naive. So there's a lot of really great things that happen when you take courses and stuff from different people. And I love learning from not just photographers, but other entrepreneurs that have other kinds of businesses, you know, marketing and things like that. So yeah, same. Yeah. I think you get to kind of skip a few steps instead of just trying to figure everything out yourself, because yeah, you probably can find all the information you'd ever need for free on the internet, but you don't know what you should use and how you should use it. And it's going to take you a long time. Yeah. I mean, you experience what you experience in your business. And then when you can teach somebody, you can say, don't do these things that I did. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally, I share this story 
when I was starting my business in Sweden, I, one, didn't speak Swedish, two, I didn't know that many people. And I was like, how am I going to find clients? Oh, I'll just put a flyer. And I put it on a light pole and mm-hmm. it just blew away. And I was like, what the heck am I doing? You know, this is so embarrassing. And I wrote it in English. So it's not like that many people are going to be like, oh, like, <laughs> seriously, there has to be a better way. So yeah, it was. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> We all do silly things, but yeah. (laughs) No, I understand. Yeah, that's how it is. But there's no doubt now that whoever's listening know that they need branding photos. So what's one thing they can do right now to get some nice photos of themselves? Yeah, one, find a photographer that you think matches your style, your brand and hire them, pay them. It feels good to pay somebody instead of saying, let's exchange. Of of course, you can do that as well. You can exchange with another brand photographer. But I found that when you do these exchanges, sometimes the other photographer is very slow. Mm. (laughs) So when you pay somebody, you know they're going to deliver. And it feels good to make it full circle, right? Because you want to be paid as well. Yeah, so you should pay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you don't have the money right now, save some up and really make it like a big thing for you. Plan your clothing, plan where you're going to shoot your photos and just really find a photographer that knows what they're doing so they can lead you through the whole process. If not, you can take self-portraits and practice learning to get confident in front of the camera. If you feel like that's really hard for you, you start with yourself. Take some photos with your iPhone or you can take photos with your camera, your DSLR. I have many different cameras. Right now I have my Fuji X-T30 and I love it because I can set it up on a tripod. I can take photos just anywhere with it and transfer it onto my phone. And right there, I just load it into Lightroom. I add my presets and boom, you can load, you know, you can put photos up. So don't be limited. Don't think you can't do it. It's possible. I mean, there's apps now where you can control your camera and click if you don't have a clicker the Bluetooth thing. I don't ever use that because I like to go back and look at my pictures. So I have these videos of me doing self-portraits and it's like, I go back forth, back forth, (laughs) but it's because I'm studying myself. Okay. I love the look on my face, but I hate my pose. Okay. Do it again. And I'm doing it again. And then until I nail it and I'm like, Oh, that's the shot. Yeah. You need to be patient if you do self-portraits. Yeah. And I don't do the self-timer and click, 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 because I don't like that. I need to know what didn't work. So for me, it's a process. And that's why I say it's like phototherapy because you're learning to study yourself and to actually get familiar with who you are and really get to know yourself. Because I'm so tired of hearing women say, I hate myself. I hate the way I look in photos. I look so horrible in photos. 90% of the women say that. And I think it's awful. Change the way you speak about yourself. Yeah, you should speak to yourself nicely. Of course, yeah. So those are different ways that you can start taking your, like either starting with brand photography, getting your own photos and stuff. Perfect. And what would you recommend doing to build a sustainable business? Well, like I said before, know what you value in your life and how do you want to live your life? Do you want to work only Monday through Friday? Or do you only want to work on the weekends because you work during the week, you know, at a second job? Find a way to think about what would you be happy with in your business? working those hours, certain hours, maybe twice a week only, or twice a month, up to you. If you just need to bring in some extra cash and you don't want to work full time, that's sustainable, 
right? You don't have to say, I have to work this many hours. You just have to figure out what works for you. Like if you want to bring in 10K a month, calculate how much you need to bring in, how many jobs you have to do, or how much is the price point for each project, bring that in. So that's sustainable, right? Because if you need more, then you're going to have to figure out how to bring in more. Or if you need less, then you just figure it out. So that to me is sustainable. And then also systems are really important. And I'm still working on this part as well, getting those systems in to make your life easier, have already pre-written emails that you can just copy and paste and then just kind of tweak it to work for your emails, things like that. That saves you time and you're not like writing a brand new email each time. So time is really important for most people. And so if you can learn to just cut down on that, that's going to help you with living your sustainable life and have fun, (laughs) (laughs) like what you're doing. Because if you don't like it, you're going to be just struggling anyways. And if you do find yourself hitting a wall, step away. I just bought an apartment and I had to pack up my whole apartment, my life that we've been living in our apartment for six years, you know, and I got so overwhelmed. I was like, okay, I'm not going to show up on social. That's one thing I can't do right now. I'm too overwhelmed. I've got client work. My kids are going to soccer practice. I have this and something has to get. So step away from something if you have to, and then come back to it. You know, people don't really notice as much as you think. And if they do, then that's kind of like, okay, well, but you know, do what you need to do and don't freak out if you're not able to do it. You know, sometimes in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I need to like post on social. I need to, I need to. And then you feel like that stressed feeling and it doesn't work. (laughs) So yes, you can even plan out your content ahead of time if that's going to help you as well. I'm kind of one of these people. I like to do things on the whim, but I do have things planned, but yeah, you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. So where can the listener go to keep learning from you, Jessica? So I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Branding with Jess and you can find me on my website as well, jessicahamlin.com. Oh, and your course, your selfie course. Is that on your website? Oh yeah, it's on my website. You can even find it, I think, on Branding with Jess on Instagram. I'll be sure to link to it in the show notes as well. Yeah. And I gave you guys a 50% discount. So if you want to use that to learn, do it. I made this course really to help people, one, feel better in front of the camera, but two, like getting clear on your personal brand. So there's a lot of like tools in there and presets and stuff that people can get. And I teach people how to make their own presets and how I edit some of my photos. So if you're a photographer and you want to learn to take self-portraits with your nice camera, I teach you that as well. Or maybe you're a beginner with the camera. I teach you kind of how to get started with that. So there's a lot of information in there. And really, I just want to help people to put themselves out there and yeah, see themselves in a better way. Perfect. Oh, it sounds good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.